0: Welcome to The Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek, and it's November 16th. Today I'm interviewing Representative Byron Donalds, the sponsor of HB1, the HOPE Scholarship for students who are bullied in school and are seeking another way out. He discusses with us what's going on with his proposal as it moves through the system. Let's take a listen. So thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me about House Bill 1. I'm really interested in knowing why first you decided to put forth this legislation.
1: Oh, that's a great question. I I decided to put forward the the legislation uh, because we do have an an issue in our schools. Um, There are students who have been subject to a level of of violence, uh, a level of of assault, um, a level of trauma that nobody thinks is okay. And so one of the things we want to do is make sure that parents have the ability um, and they also have the information to transfer their child out of their school um, either to another traditional public school or to a private school, if the parent believes it's in the best interest of the child.
0: How, how does a parent know that it's necessarily going to be another good school that they get to? Because I know that a lot of concerns are that that were raised were that you know the school that they're going to, if it's a private school, might not be any safer than the one that they're leaving.
1: Well, I listen. That's a great question. The first thing is I trust parents to do their due diligence for their children when they have an affirmative decision to make. Currently, if a child is in the K-12 traditional public school system, they have no choice in the selection of where their child goes. I know legally we've given them uh, the ability to have uh, open enrollment to choose any school they want to, but the vast majority of students who go through our traditional public school system are in the school they are in based upon the zip code that they live in or the boundary line line that was drawn for them. So the first time a parent actually makes a real decision of choice, my, my opinion is um, that a reasonable parent will take the necessary effort to investigate the environment they're going to place their child in, especially if the child has just been subject to a traumatic event at the school they're currently in.
0: Now, they do already have a lot of options in place, though, like you pointed out. I mean, why is there a need to add an additional law to say you have school choice when there are already so many school choices available?
1: Well, one of the key things is is that there is not a mandatory notification of two parents of what their full options are. Uh, a parent would have to investigate that on their own. Uh, what, what House Bill 1 does is it actually requires school districts to give that information to parents. The second thing that is not there now is, is, is the HOPE scholarship component of the bill. Um, what that would provide, if funding is available, um, is that a parent, if they basically are at wit's end, and they feel that the that the, the public school setting is not appropriate for their child. We would give them the opportunity to move to a private school. Um, at the end of the day, this is about making sure that the child is in the best academic environment, not only just with respect to academics and rigor, but also with respect to safety. And if a parent feels it's in their best interest to move their child to a private school because they've experienced a traumatic event in public school, in our in my opinion, we have an obligation to make sure that that child can can. Can excel academically and, and really and join you know the rest of the adult world to be a productive member of society.
0: There was just a story that came out in Education Week that was talking about the lack of regulations of these private schools, and and it talked about a girl who went to a private school and was bullied there. Uh, how would your bill deal with schools that are private that take this money and then? They don't deal with the issues that you want them to be dealing with in the pro- in the public schools about being bullied and having an alternate place to go.
1: Well, listen, that's another great question. Uh, the first thing is, I I I, I have, my personal philosophy is that every school environment is not for every child. So, if a parent takes their child to a private school um, or to a charter school, the parents already made a research um, a research decision. They've made an additional decision past just sending them to the local public school. If a child goes into one of the private schools and that situation is not working out, the parent is well within their rights and ability to move the child out. Also, the parent can do their due diligence ahead of time before putting their child in that environment. Um, but one of the things I want to make sure we're clear on is that, you know, this bill, you know, it's the subtext of the bill, the way it's discussed is just bully, And I don't really think that's appropriate. I mean, we're talking about major traumatic events here, sexual assault outright assault of, of students, um, the type of trauma that has caused some students to want to take their lives, uh, the type of trauma that causes students to not even want to go to school or to skip certain class cl- uh, classes or hide out in the bathroom for fear. And if that's the case, then that child is not excelling academically. There's no way that anybody can can, can contradict that fact.
0: The bill, though, talks about things um, all with sort of a broad brush, fighting in the same breath as assault. And, and there were some questions raised as to whether, you know, you might have somebody who just has a pencil thrown at their head or who even starts a fight who might say, hey, now I can get a scholarship and go to the private school that I really want to go to.
1: Um, and that, listen, that is, that is a key point. But one of the things that we didn't want to do with this bill was put too many qualifiers that would stop people from coming forward. Uh, one of the key things that we are hoping as a byproduct of this legislation is that it actually incentivizes school districts to take their, pol- their policy their policies seriously with respect to bullying. I'm not saying that they don't take it seriously now, but but really ramp up, um, um, really ramp up how they're going to execute their policies. So that's one of the hopes uh, that, that we that we think are going to be going to be a byproduct of this bill. But secondarily, you know, can I would I be able to stop as the bill is currently written a parent who wants to take advantage of the system? No, Um, unfortunately that happens with so many of our programs. But What we don't want to do is trap a child who is truly being victimized, who is truly being traumatized, and so they have no pathway out.
0: What about the whole idea of punishing the perpetrator and not forcing the victim to run away? That was a big common thread throughout the first hearing. People were concerned that the bully will just keep bullying Or in other cases, if there's not enough money for the person to leave the victim, then they may wind up just still being confronted with that same person, that nothing is happening to that person.
1: Well, a couple of things. First and foremost, I want to be about the bill specifically. The options for the parent would be to transfer to another public school. They could also go to a charter school if that was available, or they could apply for the Hope Scholarship and attend a a, a private school if the school decided to accept Hope Scholarship dollars from the state. So there are really three options for the parent. So that's the first thing. The second thing, the bill does not force a student to leave. This is a parent-driven process. Uh, we do not want to, you know, I personally don't think it is not in the best interest of, of the child for the state to say, well, you fit into one of these categories, so as a result, we're going to move you to this school. Now, that is not the case. The parent is the person that drives the decision-making under this bill. The third thing with respect to the bully themselves in the school, um, there have been several pieces of, of legislation that have passed in, in years past out of the legislature that are not a, that are now that are now law. Um, my office we're doing research on all those bills that have passed so that we can have a catalog, a catalog of what's been passed and what it empowers school districts to do with respect to bullying. Um, as I understand it today. Districts have immense powers granted to them by the legislature to remove bullies from school. So if that's not happening now, that's not the fault of HB 1. That's frankly, that lies in the hands of school districts not actually using their powers that have been afforded.
0: Would the same student who attends a charter school, for instance, or a private school still be able to access one of these scholarships if it were to be approved?
1: Well, the reason why we don't have access for somebody already going to private school is because the parent has already been paying the money to go to private school anyway. So at that point, if the parent's putting the money out of their own pocket to go to a private school, then yes, they can obviously leave the private school and go to another private school or leave private school altogether and go to public school. And then that child would essentially, the parents would stop paying out of pocket and that child would actually transfer into state dollars. So that's why we don't do it for private schools. But for charter schools, they are public schools. So if they were under, under, if they were at a charter school, the same thing would apply because a charter school is a public school. There's no differentiation in that sheet. All the differentiation comes with respect to accountability. standards.
0: The the Democrats on the panel for the first committee raised the issue that you were just trying to create a new voucher and using a checkoff, which is on, on the purchase of a new sales of a new car on the sales tax. And and that's a lot different than a tax credit for a corporation that is donating money uh, how do you respond to that accusation that you're just creating a new way to to divert money away from the public school system and into a voucher?
1: Well, first things first. This bill doesn't touch the FEFP. Uh, we are not touching the way we fund public schools um, in the state of Florida. So this program has really no no uh, no dollar no direct dollar impact to the FEFP. Um, the second thing I would say is that. Um, if a person makes an affirmative decision to donate to the HOPE Scholarship Program when they buy an, automo- an automobile, why is that any different than when a corporation decides to make donations to, to, the, to the tax credit scholarship program? Um, in my opinion, if an individual in our state who buys a mo- an automobile decides that they wanna donate to a program that helps kids who are being victimized, who am I or any other mele- legislators say that that's out of bounds? Any other member of the legislature say it's out of bounds.
0: Now, there's no Senate companion bill yet. Do you have somebody lined up to bring it forward?
1: I don't want to tip my hand at this time, but uh, we're working on that. And, uh, um, you know, we're going to be moving quickly in short order.
0: Do you anticipate that this will stay its own separate bill? Or I know last year there was a lot of concern about things getting all tied together at the end. Do you see this as like a standalone for the remainder of the session?
1: I do. I do see it as a standalone for the remainder of session. Um, But, you know, one thing, and I will jump off topic slightly, one thing about uh, how you're talking about House Bill 7069. Uh, One of the key things that the school districts continue to miss about that bill is that every component of 7069 uh, went through all committee stops in the House and passed all committees. Um, There was only one component, I believe, I think it was the sunscreen that didn't pass all Senate committees. Uh, So the, 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 the talking points from the school district are that the bill was never vetted. That's not true. Uh, Every component of 769 was thoroughly vetted in the legislature. What happened as part of the entire legislative process, we put them into one bill. Um, So it's inappropriate and it's not accurate to say that the members didn't have an opportunity to truly vet what was in the legislation.
0: Are there any other points on HB1 that you think that I need to be asking or, or that need to be highlighted before we end our conversation?
1: No, I think we covered it all. I just want to thank you for the opportunity to talk to your listeners. Um, and, And I guess at the end of the day, I would say is that you know one of the things we want to make sure is that the child, and that's what our educational systems are about, we have an educational system for children, for them to learn, to grow, and to become productive members of society. And so my opinion is, and I think the opinion of many members of the body, is that we want to make sure that if a child is not safe, we're not talking about academics or rigor, we're not talking about graduation rates, if a child is not safe. It is without question that directly impacts their ability to learn and their ability to become a productive member of society. And so we want to make sure that there are no barriers to that.
0: Well, again, I really appreciate your time and I look forward to talking with you as as this issue and all the other ones move through. So thank you.
1: Thanks for having me, Jeff. Have a great day.
0: That's the end of our interview and the end of today's podcast. If you would like to participate in this conversation or any other, please visit our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook. To continue following Florida education news, visit our blog, tampabay.com slash blogs slash gradebook. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. Thanks again for listening.